0: Changing your life
1: one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark and it's Friend Friday. And today we're going to talk to Ruth Spiro, who is a many-time Chicken Soup for the Soul contributor who has actually attracted quite a bit of attention recently for her line of baby books about science, about Weighty subjects like quantum physics and thermodynamics, they're really fun. Ruth, welcome to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much. It's really fun to have you on. I was talking about you a few weeks ago, saying that I'd met you in Chicago, and I just knew that we were going to do something together, and here we are talking on the podcast together. And I love your whole path to writing these children's books which I know you've been doing since, what, 2000? But what was your path to becoming a published author? Actually, the story of how this happened, I wrote, um, and
0: it's in Find Your Happiness, uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul book. And it's a story called Reclaiming Myself. And basically, the story is about how uh, when my daughters were little, I decided to stay home. Um, I left my full-time employment for full-time employment in my house, to take care of them. And after a year or two, I really felt myself kind of just giving over to that whole role of being a mother, which I enjoyed. But then I was also feeling like I had lost part of myself and who I was and what some of my previous interests had been. And so I decided that I would really be uh, better in my role as a mother if I started taking better care of myself and my daughters saw me pursuing some interests of my own, and one of those interests happened to be writing. And so I signed up for a night class in writing for children. And I feel like I was really setting a good example for my daughters to see that I was going out and doing something that interested me. I wasn't just home all day in my sweatpants, baking cookies and doing laundry and hosting playdates, but I was doing some other things uh, as well.
1: That's very cool because I did the same thing and wanted to be an example for my children. So I worked part-time from home during the whole time that I was raising them, but still doing my Wall Street finance business career, but just able to do it from home as a telecommuter. And I was able to therefore be classroom parent and, you know, team mother for the sports teams and drive on every field trip and all of that.
0: Right. And, you know, it's so hard, especially when your children are little, because you do want to spend as much time with them as possible. And of course, not everyone is able to be home during the day with their kids. If working is a necessity, then that's, that's absolutely what you need to do. And I just felt that, um, I wanted to just be a good example and show them that in addition to taking care of them, that I was also a person. They didn't know the person who I was before I had them. And they didn't know that I used to put on a suit and get on a train and I had a window office. And when I asked people to do something, they would actually listen and do it for me. So I just thought it was important to bring the focus back to myself, because I felt like I had lost some of that when I was home with them. Um, And you know, they always say on an airplane that if the oxygen mask falls down, that you should put your own on first before helping other people. Well, I just felt like I really needed to give myself that oxygen mask for a while as well. And so that interest happened to be writing uh, children's books. And so I signed up for a class. And from there, I just I really learned that I enjoyed the writing process. And so in addition to the writing for children, I also took an online class in uh, writing for magazines, just to explore all the different genres of writing that were out there. And to see uh, you know, what I might be interested in in pursuing um, further down the road. Um, so that was, that was sort of how I even started out writing. And then in terms of becoming a published author, well, that takes a long time. It's not an overnight success. I mean, there are very few people who are able to be successful overnight. So it really took a lot of time learning about writing, learning about the craft, connecting with other authors. And the way I finally got published was I went to a conference for children's book Writers and illustrators through the SCBWI, which is the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, and through that I met a contact, and uh, she suggested that I send my children's book manuscript to her editor, and that was sort of how I made the connection to be to getting my first children's book
1: published. Now you were published by Chicken Soup for the Soul during that time as well, correct?
0: Yes, yes, because the submission process for submitting children's book manuscripts it takes a long time you can send your manuscript in and it you might not hear back for 6 months or a year so in the interim i was also exploring different genres of writing and one of those was chicken soup for the soul because i had been reading the books and discovered that there were calls for submissions and i used those as opportunities to also grease the wheels and work on my writing and improve my writing so i was writing for Chicken Soup for the Soul. And I had several stories in books. And then I was also writing for some local parenting magazines. So I was trying all, all different areas of writing just to see what I liked the best. And I, I really enjoyed the Chicken Soup for the Soul books because they allowed me to tell stories that I might not be able to tell elsewhere um, because they're so targeted and because the topics are so specific.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And I know a lot of best-selling authors send us stories, even when they're already New York Times best-selling authors, because they have stories they want to tell that don't fit into their normal books. And so they tell those stories to our readers instead. And it's always really exciting for us when we go through the 5,000 submissions for a book and we find a well-known author hiding there among everybody else. Right. <laughs> so where did you get the idea for this book? Baby Loves Science series, which I just think is so clever.
0: I had been writing a lot of different children's book manuscripts and sending them in, and I wasn't, you know, somewhere um, I was getting nice uh, comments on. And one day there was a, um article in the New York Times about, it was 2010, and the article was about how picture book sales were down because parents were bypassing picture books for their very young children in favor of what they felt was more sophisticated reading material. So they were jumping right into reading chapter books and Harry Potter and all of this for very little kids. And um, picture books are very important developmentally for kids to be able to look at, listen to the words, and also look at the pictures as they're moving through. And I was talking about this with some writing friends of mine. And I sort of jokingly said, well, what do these parents want? Like quantum physics for babies? And when I said it, it was was a joke. I was like, oh, that would be funny. But then I started to think about it seriously. And I was like, well, what if I were to take some very lofty ideas and try to distill them into something that a small child would be able to understand. And what would these books look like? And so I started doing a lot of research into science. I don't have a science background, but I like learning new things and I like doing research. So, I, I started reading about all different kinds of science areas. And not only did I research science, but I also researched child development and the acquisition of language and how to make these types of concepts accessible to very young children, how to make them something that they would actually be able to understand. And so, that was sort of how these got started. And through my research, I learned that. By telling them in the form of a story, as opposed to just a straight-out concept book, that would make it more accessible. So, for example, one of the first ones that I wrote was Baby Loves Aerospace Engineering, which sounds funny, like, oh, ha-ha, aerospace engineering. But actually, it's all about flight. And I thought back to when my children were little, and we used to love to, at the park, we would watch birds fly, and we, you know we always wondered how does that bird fly and then when you get on an airplane you think wow how does this big airplane get up into the air and fly across the country so i researched that and it there's physics behind it so when you see a bird fly it's not magic there's it's science so i took that and i made it into a story about watching a bird fly and how does a bird fly it has to do with the shape of the bird's wings and then how does an airplane fly and how does a rocket fly so they're very very distilled into just the most important little tiny little nugget of science but my hope is that it will encourage children and their parents and caregivers to explore a little bit more and to look around and ask questions and you know well when the sun shines down why does it feel warm and you know other other topics like that and just explore the science
1: behind the things that we see every day. Besides aerospace engineering, there's quarks, there's thermodynamics, Mm -hmm. there's quantum physics. And then do you have gravity coming out soon? Baby
0: Loves Gravity is coming out on May 1st. And, you know, that one I think is a hoot because seriously, babies, when they sit in the high chair, what do they do? They drop the crackers or the Cheerios, and they love to watch things fall, right? And they love to watch us pick them up. Well, again, that's gravity in action. And, and there was some research that I read that came out of Johns Hopkins that demonstrated that babies as young as eight or nine months understand this aspect of physics. They understand that if you drop something, it's not going to hover in midair. It's going to fall. And so I had a lot of fun writing this story about gravity.
1: Yeah, so that's coming out May 1st. In addition to the science books that are coming out, what else do you have coming out soon? I I thought you had a new line of books.
0: I do. I'm really excited. I have a new picture book series coming out. It's called Made by Maxine, and it's for kids a little bit older, ages four through eight. And it's about a girl who likes to make things, um, but not in a crafty sense, more in a tinkering and building sense. But the, the motor that drives her desire to make these things is that she wants to make the world a better place to live in. And in her case, that is beginning with her pet goldfish Milton. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And that actually comes out in October.
1: Well, that is great. You are definitely helping children in the whole world of STEM. But we're going to break. And then when we come back, we're going to share some advice that you have for aspiring authors. We're back with Ruth Spiro, who is a Chicken Soup for the Soul author and a very successful children's author. And she talks to kids a lot about writing, and she has a lot of advice for kids and also for adults who are aspiring authors. So, first of all, what do you share when you go on all those school visits?
0: Well... As an author, I do school visits where I go into a school and I'll talk to assemblies or I'll do writing workshops um, and just talk about being an author and being a writer. And since I write in multiple genres, that's really the idea that I share with kids when I do the school visits. Because when children think about writing, it's usually limited to writing papers for school or authors writing books. But then I'll show them a chicken soup for the soul book, or I'll show them board game directions, or the back of a cereal box that we read at the breakfast table, all the things that we read every day, and those are written by writers too. And I love to see that spark of recognition when I introduce the idea that there are all these jobs a writer can do, and my hope is that it's inspiring them to see writing as something that can be enjoyable and maybe even a possible career choice. And sometimes with older children in writing workshops, I'll take them through the process of writing a personal story, Chicken Soup for the Soul Style, using the guidelines that I found on the website, because I think they're so amazing. And when we write about events or moments that have a personal, emotional connection, that removes the pressure of having to force creativity. And often the writing flows more freely. Uh, because we're all natural storytellers, and I think when kids see that, when they tell a story um, that comes from a personal experience, it's so much easier, and and it it shows them how writing can it, it can be so much fun, and it can be enjoyable, and we can really be communicating something that happened to us and affect somebody in a very um, personal way.
1: I'm glad you share our story guidelines because. We worked very hard on those, and they really are useful in all aspects of, of writing. So now, what do you tell adults who want to be authors, uh, especially in the children's world? Do you share advice? Of course, these people will become your competitors. But, but anyway, I know you're very generous with your advice because you shared advice with me because Chicken Soup for the Soul In a couple of years, we'll be in the children's market also. Which is very exciting. And, you know, I feel
0: I don't look at other children's authors as competitors. We're all very... Uh, supportive of one another, and even when someone else has a book coming out that might be a little bit similar, we say, hey, great, let's promote these together, or let's find a way to share them together. So I feel like the more the merrier. There can never be too many children's books out there. So I do get a lot of emails, and I've taught a few workshops and classes for aspiring authors, and I have so much advice, but I, I decided to narrow this down to maybe my, my top three nuggets of information. So the first thing that I like to say is that writing is such a solitary endeavor. You know, we're sitting here in our office or at the coffee shop on our computer, and so I think it's important to connect with other writers. So go to uh, writing workshops, attend lectures, go to author events at bookstores, join a writers group. Uh, that can be either personal, or uh, in person, or online. Um, I think it's really important just to uh, forge those connections because you never know what might come about in the future. Um, and, and it's it's wonderful to uh, have people to uh, talk about and 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 complain about and encourage have to encourage you. Um, my second piece of advice is to read as much as possible in the genre that you're writing in. So if you're writing picture books, read tons of picture books. If you're writing a chapter book, read chapter books, because that's the best way to understand um, the market. It's what's currently being published, um, so you can see if your work is up to snuff and if it fits in with what's currently out there. And it's also just a great way to learn how to improve your own work by using those as mentor texts. And then my final piece of advice is just to keep at it. Very few authors get published quickly. It can take years. As you mentioned, uh, the books that you're thinking about, the Chicken Soup for the Soul children's books, it might not be out for a couple of years because it's a very long process. And so it, if someone is interested in, writing um, children's books they they should commit to being in it for the long run and that means learning to enjoy the process of writing and not just being focused on the end result of getting published because if you focus on the process and you become a better writer then you have a better chance of that end result of actually getting published so continue to work on your craft continue to learn and just work toward getting better and
1: better. That is terrific. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. It was really wonderful to have you. You can learn more about Ruth at ruthspiro.com. And on Facebook, it's Ruth Spiro. And then on Twitter, you are at Ruth Spiro. I want to thank everybody for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. You can go to our website, chickensoup.com, to learn more about the book's that Ruth's Chicken Soup for the Soul stories appeared in, and come back for our next episode when we're going to be discussing birthdays and how to make them more meaningful and less painful. Mother's Day is almost here.